Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about a proactive defense against breaches and fraud. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Dave Allen. He's Vice President, Business Analytics Solutions at Bottomline Technologies. Dave, thanks so much for joining me today. Great to talk to you, Tom. Dave, given the the very well-publicized increase in data security breaches and certainly fraud incidents, especially within the banking sector, what are some of the industry trends that you see that are contributing to this increase? Sure, Tom. So there's a number of macro trends influencing banking that contribute to the rise in security and fraud incidents. So I'll, I'll just touch on a few of them. First, the dramatic shift in the banking industry away from physical branches and towards digital banking. Don't get me wrong, physical banking branches are not going away. However, the digital transformation for banks is very fluid. The ultimate goal for banks to create more convenience, deeper relationships, and to personalize the experience for their customers to drive increased revenues and profits. And frankly, their customers are demanding it. This is one of the cornerstones of the value that bottom line technologies provides to clients to support this transformation towards digital banking. Unfortunately, given this shift towards digital banking and now with banks giving greater access to sensitive data by these digital channels, as a byproduct, as you can imagine, it creates more opportunities for security breaches and various types of fraud if the bank isn't adequately prepared. A second trend that's contributing to the sharp increase in cybersecurity incidents and fraud is that hackers have become much more sophisticated and organized. According to recent research, 10 years ago, 80% of hackers were freelancers or individuals, and only 20% were part of larger organizations. So that was 10 years ago. Today, that ratio is reversed. Many of these organizations who look like typical businesses with normal corporate infrastructure or in fact tied to criminal organizations that are well-funded and pretty adept at finding innovative methods to circumvent banking security systems. So it's a new world with changing events, and banks and other organizations, as well as their vendors who work with them, have to make sure that we're on top of every nuance. So, Dave, given this landscape you've just painted for us, with your experience with your clients, what would you say are maybe two or three of the biggest issues that financial institutions are facing when they're trying to defend themselves against breaches and fraud? From my perspective, there are, there are two critical issues, one that is very well publicized and another issue that tends to fly below the radar in the media but is equally threatening to banks. The first is payments fraud. So Payment fraud is especially attractive to criminals since, as Willie Sutton once said, that's where the money is. Digital or web payments is defined as depositing, withdrawing, or transferring money through a variety of methods, including wire, ACH, check, ATM, and debit cards. 73% of banks were targets of payment fraud in 2015. So let me say that again. 73% of banks were targets of payment fraud in 2015, which is a statistic that should concern banks of all sizes. The average impact of a payment fraud incident was $250,000. So this is a big and growing problem if left unchecked, no pun intended. Criminals are getting more and more sophisticated in this area of payment fraud, too. So if you think back to a few years ago, a common scheme was to send an email to an individual saying that they've won money and all they need to do is provide their bank information. 
simplistic, but unfortunately was very effective. Today, we're seeing a hybrid yet more sophisticated approach called Business Email Compromise, or BEC, which is an email phishing scam used to trick a bank employee into wiring funds to an account that's established by the criminal. The email appears to be from the CEO or the CFO or some other executive asking them to transfer money to a bank account. Just last August, for instance, thieves stole over $46 million from a company well, choose not to name, using this approach. So if you've ever seen examples of these types of emails, you know that they've become very tailored and very believable. One other hot topic that I want to mention is the growing customer demand for banks to provide same-day ACH approvals. So today, the average approval process for ACH requests with banks is three days. It's a very manual process for, for many banks. On the one hand, this is a terrific opportunity for banks who provide same-day ACH approvals to be responsive to their customer requests and to compete with other banks or third-party intermediaries who choose not to offer the same level of responsiveness to their clients. However, fraudsters have already locked in on this requirement and trend as an opportunity to commit fraud, particularly around payroll and account-to-account -account transfers. The bank doesn't have a real-time system in place to quickly receive, analyze, and either approve or deny ACH requests in a quick, short amount of time, depending on their validity, this fraud may perpetuate. One recent survey indicated that 93% of banks anticipate new fraud threats resulting from same-day ACH. So it's both an opportunity for banks, but it also comes with additional risk if the proper security systems aren't in production first. Well, Dave, it sounds daunting. I don't even know where you begin to answer this question, but what are some of the key challenges that you see banks have in just trying to mitigate these emerging threats? Bottom line has over 10,000 customers, many of which are banks, so we have the benefit of a vast cross-section of input. The most common issues that we hear in working to support our banking customers related to risk and fraud are the following. Lack of true visibility into their environment, their data is in silos, and it's difficult to mine for the purposes of analytics or other automated functions. They have too many security tools that aren't integrated and often duplicate processes. Difficulties with managing the amount of alerts created with high false positive rates that overwhelm the organization and staff. Problems created in fi with filing reports for compliance reasons, such as a SAR to the FinCEN organization. Mergers and acquisitions integrating different branches and offices, and frankly, just keeping up with the fraudsters with their proactive defense systems. So as we discussed earlier, fraudsters have become very advanced and creative with new malware signatures and trends every day. It's very difficult for banks or, frankly, any organization to keep abreast of the, the different types of ways that fraudsters are trying to penetrate their defenses. Well, Dave, we started this discussion talking about a proactive defense. And clearly, institutions are struggling to stay current with threats to their enterprise as well as to their customers. So what can banks be doing to make this move from being purely reactive to at least being more proactive? It's a great question, Tom, and this is really at the core of it. And the ideal protection and the answer to that question is to have both. Proactive cybersecurity is defined as identifying and preventing a security breach or fraudulent act from being committed only answer for issues such as wire transfer fraud or same-day ACH transfers. 
to be able to block a fraudulent transfer request in real time, for example. The best reactive cybersecurity systems limit the damage that has taken place and enables that organization to plug the security gap and quickly identify the people associated with the incident to take preventative action. Cybersecurity is not only about creating layers of security for protection, but to also employ a platform that can play both offense and defense at the same time. Dave, we recognize that institutions have got limitations in terms of budgets, resources, and, and oddly enough, although the, the adversary never seems to have a staffing crisis, certainly security organizations do. So, Given these challenges, what can financial institutions do to put themselves in a better position to combat breaches and prevent fraud? Let me give you a, a, a short example. I was visiting a, a large bank client recently out on the West Coast. They have a very solid security team, deep expertise, great IT team, but they found themselves in a very typical situation for banks and other organizations, unfortunately, in that they have 40 different security tools, and only two of them integrate with one another. While they have employed a really a very effective layered security approach from a protection standpoint, the burden on their internal resources to manage and monitor this siloed tool environment is overwhelming. I asked their head of security and their IT staff what the ideal future state would be, and, he, and they replied to have a single management console to review all alerts to be able to investigate cases in one place, regardless of what system or which tool generated that alert. This bank echoes the sentiments of literally every bank we work with. They want to take the complex environment and layered security environment that they work with, but have a simple console and interface that is efficient and easy to use in which to review cases. The approach we take with our clients is to create what we call a centralized hub, what's known in the industry as enterprise case manager, to consolidate systems, whether they're a bottom-line security system or a third-party security system, and ingest the alerts and provide a holistic view of the threat landscape across the organization. The benefits to the organization are tremendous. We've had many customers like this who decide to work with bottom-line technologies to quickly and cost-effectively consolidate these systems and gain full visibility into not only the alerts, but link alerts that may be in different parts of the organization to understand a growing threat within their organization. This visibility is a huge win for banks who can, for the first time, report and take action that may represent fraud, independent of the security tool that generated the alert or, again, the business unit that the issue affected. Because all of this information is centralized, they can begin to automate workflows, create a system of record, and most importantly, identify the systems and applications that are facing the greatest threats and then take action to mitigate it. So, Dave, who wouldn't want this? A holistic view of the threat landscape really sounds ideal. Why do you find this to be so hard for banks to embrace? Is it a matter of not having resources, of having legacy technology investments, all of the above? What do you see as the, the big obstacles? Virtually every security solution that is sold provides a management console in which to interact with that tool. It's generally very effective with that specific tool, but generally very difficult to integrate with third-party components. That's the difference. 
not only is it difficult, but it's also very expensive in terms of the integration effort to implement a management console that has enterprise functionality required that a user doesn't require a master's degree to understand and operate, and that it will integrate with these third-party security systems without a protracted, highly customized services engagement. Nine out of ten banks surveyed are dissatisfied with their current enterprise case management solution. Bottom-line technologies has helped many of these banks achieve their goal of a centralized hub to gain that holistic view of both external and internal threats to their organization and create an efficient, cost-effective security investigation process. So, Dave, final question for you. When it comes to integration, is it a rip-and-replace scenario, or can organizations leverage their existing security investments when they work with bottom-line technologies? Tom, it's generally the latter. We often work with financial institutions who are happy with their point solutions, their security solutions in place, and obviously investment protection is is critical for these organizations. We wouldn't be successful in working with clients and advising clients if we were advocating that they just remove everything they've already invested in, both from a, a capital perspective as well as a resource and training perspective. But they need better visibility across systems and to more efficiently investigate their overall threat landscape. So in this case, we work with the bank to understand the systems. We have a deep expertise within our services organization and a very flexible Java-based enterprise case management system that is very effective in being able to integrate with third-party tools. So the, the summary of this is that with this inevitable shift by banks and customers to digital banking platform, there's also a need for the requisite security systems to be in place that are layered, flexible, adaptive, and integrated to be able to enable banks to efficiently protect themselves and their customers. This is a primary area of focus for bottom-line technologies on a global basis. Well, Dave, that's excellent insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. The topic has been taking a proactive defense against breaches and fraud. I've been speaking with Dave Allen, Vice President of Business Analytics Solutions at Bottomline Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.